High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, slumberers, to another day on our little private island right here. Well, it's not very private. There's a bunch of other beachgoers, but it is San Emilio Island, USA. Emilio. (laughs) And I'm here with the foodie filmsman himself, Kyle Reinfried. Kyle, welcome, welcome, I guess, to our home. That's That's weird to say. You're here all the time. Yeah, so... I guess welcome, welcome back. back on the podcast. Welcome back on the podcast. Welcome back from the beach, from the Tiki Yeah, lounges. you've been recording here, and I'm just like drinking by myself. It's horrible. <laughs> Passed out on the beach. Mm-hmm. But we finally get to talk a beach movie together. But before that, guys, you don't have official homework on the pod in the summer. But you have unofficial homework. And that's hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Also, class participation, even in the summer. I count it as part of your grade. So you want to hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and hello, you can see Summertime, dr- summertime Drinks, Summer Break Drinks. I always forget the title of that. Yeah. <laughs> you could always see Summer Break Drinks on there. Kyle and I are making mean drinks for you, drink recipes, and when we, when we muster up the courage and have a non-hangover day, we post them on the <laughs> internet. So, <laughs> Also, I want to remind you to check out Monday's episode. We talked Fear Street Part 3. We concluded the series with Kate Hudson. Those three films on Netflix. Check them out if you haven't. If you're a horror fan, you're going to like them. If you're a Fear Street fan, maybe not, but you don't have to take my word for it. They weren't like the books. <laughs> no, no. But I hear they're going to make more. That's the rumor, so we'll see how that goes. Looking forward to them, because I enjoyed the aesthetics of it. But why am I going into that now? You can just listen wherever you get your podcasts or at cageclub.me, the home of so many other great pop culture podcasts and if i feel a little rushed today kyle mm-hmm. it's because i'm excited to talk beach party with you here yeah exactly and we also want to catch some tasty waves afterwards <laughs> and let's be honest yes we want to hit the tiki bar up so <laughs> <laughs> anyway beach party i have to ask kyle i'm assuming you've heard of this film are you familiar with beach party or beach party films in themselves I could have sworn, I know you know this, but like I could have sworn I had this on DVD, like just like a random like $5 like you know used DVD from like Blockbuster that I would get back in the day. Cuz I think I first learned about like Frankie and like Annette I think from Full House. Interesting. Were they on a, Oh yeah, they were on an episode yeah. of Full House. Yeah. Yeah. 
Excuse me, are you in that funny jello? Something like that. Hi, sweetheart. Ah, uh, excuse me. Michelle, Miss Funicello is getting ready for a show. You go back over there, honey. You shouldn't be bothering her. Hi, it's so nice to meet you. <laughs> I've loved you ever since the first time I saw you go. Annette. Well, you know, actually, we did it. Bum, 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 Annette. <laughs> oh, bum, 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 Danny. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I mean, hi, I'm Danny Tanner. Hi. Wait a minute. Danny Tanner? Didn't you write me a fan letter in 1968 that smelled like lemon pledge? <laughs> yes, that was me. I knew you'd remember. Well, it was the only time a fan offered to clean my house. <laughs> well, that offer still stands. That's interesting. And so, like, I mean, that's how I learned about, like, so many things like Elvis and the Beach Boys. Sex. Yes. No, just joking. <laughs> Cleaning. How to be happy with being single for a long time. Stuff to, like that. How to be big in Japan. How to be big in Japan. I have a t-shirt at least. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember ever distinctly like sitting down and watching this except for now for this podcast episode. I'm glad you remembered it for this one. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's just, if I was just going to give like a brief analyzation or, you know, before we like fully talk about it, it's like the high school musical of the time right well yeah these movies became a sensation and this is kind of the one that took it all you know to the next level they often cite beach party movies as like the first actual teen films Mm. and they might be right in that sense because yes there was teens in other films right but like there weren't films that they were making almost exclusively for teenagers this was one of them so i was excited to do this one and i figured you know we're here it's the summer it's a Good summer movie, a, a fun place to start here with Beach Party. I don't really have a history with this film. It's not a film like my parents watch. Is this a film like your parents might have seen or? I, I'm sure. I'm sure they've seen it. You know, definitely my mom. Um, yeah, is this a high school movie? By the way, so it is a teen film. They are supposed to be teenagers. Okay. Now there is a lot of ambiguity. In, I never hear a single age said. No, and that's kind of on purpose. Also, they have an older man character creeping on them. Yeah. And they're not played by teenagers. That's for science. <laughs> yeah, that's for science. If it's slumbers, if it's done for science, it's not creepy. You could tell, though, most of the actors are not teens. Yes, no. Yeah. <laughs> so that's confusing. Also, when you were a teenager back then, there wasn't the expectation that you're necessarily going to college. So we see that now, like the worry about college or whatever. Yeah. This was just a genre of movies that started really with Beach Party. Gidget might predate this, but Beach Party started the quote-unquote Beach Party genre. There's a lot of movies that are in the Beach Party line, if that makes sense. Like, let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 movies between 1963 and 1967 are technically all in the same family of movies. Yeah. Like, they're considered sequels to each other. Now, there was other beach party movies made by other studios. Like, Gidget is made by Columbia. These beach party movies were made by American International Pictures. So, Columbia had Gidget. 20th Century Fox had movies like Surf Party, Wild on the Beach. Paramount had movies like Love in a Goldfish Bowl, The Girls on the Beach, (laughs) and Beach Ball. Warner Brothers, Palm Springs Weekend. Everyone started doing this. 
MGM had Get Yourself a College Girl. <laughs> United Artists had a movie called Those Who Think You Were Young and an Elvis movie called Clambake. Yeah. Which I'm sure you're going to cover on Fooey Films. For sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and Universal's had, had one called The Lively Set. And there were some independent studios that had them at, as well. Point is, in the 60s, almost every week, there was a beach party movie showing at your local theater. Yeah, yeah. This is when, like, things were still good. This is, this is pre-NOM. This is a glorified era. So I wasn't sure what to expect with these. There's a place, I think we've both been there in the Upper West Side by where I used to work. Oh, God, what is it called? It's like a taco place. Oh, uh, yeah, Playa... Playa Betty's, Playa Betty's. And plastered on the wall are all these posters. So that's, like, sparked my idea for this as well. I've always wanted to have this kind of, like, you know, beachy summer where we talk about these films. Sure. I I wanted to do this, though. Like, in terms of that beach party genre, here are the titles in, like, the canon beach party series. Mm -hmm. And, by the way, Frankie and Avalon and Annette Funicello... They're in most of them and not all of them. And sometimes they're the stars and sometimes they'll just like appear. Yeah. And people will get excited. <laughs> and sometimes they're not in it at all. But here are the titles. And we, we should cover some of these. And, you know, this summer if we have the time. But Beach Party. Muscle Beach Party. Bikini Beach. Mm-hmm. Pajama Party. Beach That's p- right up your alley. <laughs> it is. It is. But not beach theme. This is one that did not take place on the beach. So maybe we'll have to cover it during pajama season. Beach Blanket Bingo. Ski Party. How to Stuff a Wild Bikini. Sergeant Deadhead. You remember Deadhead's one of the characters? Yeah. That's like, it's in the Beach Party universe, but I think he goes to war, so, you know. (laughs) But I clicked on that looking at that the other day, and I think Frankie Avalon is Sergeant OK Deadhead. He's credited. So it's not like Deadhead Deadhead doesn't play Deadhead. That's so... That's weird. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Because after I watched on Amazon, I started like watching like the trailers for the other ones. But I'm sorry, continue. That's crazy. Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. Ghost in the Invisible Bikini. (laughs) The Fireball 500 and Thunder Alley. (laughs) So that's all of that time. But... One trailer oh, yes. that I watched that I really I would like to see if like that's high school again or whatever. And I would love to be I would love to be on this one with I think like Manzi. Uh and it's Back to the Beach. Back to the Beach, of course. Tell us what Back to the Beach is about. Back to the Beach came out in our birth year of nineteen eighty seven, so I'm already hooked. <laughs> it is again like an hour and a half long, like most of these. And Frankie and Annette go uh, back to the beach. They're on vacation or they're passing by. They're like, oh, it's the old beach. And they have, I think, their son with them. And they're, oh, they're looking for their daughter because she's, uh, I don't know. I think she's gone there for good times or whatever. And Frankie is back in like a surfing competition. And it's just like really 80s out like it just, it just it looks it looks amazing like the, i'm looking like at that poster right now and it just looks like perfection so you mentioned though kyle about like the teenager thing it's hard to tell if there's teenagers in all of them but these in beach party are definitely supposed to be teenagers but in later movies in the series i believe they're married that couple uh-huh. certainly they are in back to the beach but they might have teenage children you know? yeah no they do and i think their son because like from watching the trailer yesterday and now scrolling through imdb i think the actor that plays their son is from another high school movie 
two dollars cash. Really? Yeah. Oh, we have to uh, we have to do a research and make sure it's it's a teen film because I'd love to cover that. Supposedly Lori Lachlan. Lori Lachlan. Yeah, Full that, House that, Connection. That jailbird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, these movies were a genre in themselves, and then they just became forgotten. Essentially, they really only exist in the sixties, except again for Back to the Beach. <laughs> but they are the godfather of the later teen film. They're for teens. They're for teens, essentially, to go and make out in, or gawk at the pretty girls, or see girls in bikinis. Or how about this? And I was shocked about this. Do we see full-on sex? Like, no, there's no sex scene, but there's a lot of talk of sex. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much alluded to. Is the word sex Yeah, sex? a couple times. I mean, definitely in a science way. But a science way, or we're studying their sex lives. Yeah. They don't say, like, let's have sex. Yeah. But, you know, they go and sneak off behind the... Uh, surfboards surfboards yeah or yeah this isn't 69 this isn't 65 this is 63 i had always envisioned 63 as still having like the leftover 50s of innocence you know i guess it's like you know now where you see the 50s and like when i think the 50s i'm thinking of greece but obviously (laughs) that's not a 1950s movie in Greece, there it's like, oh, I broke my, you know, that was my favorite condom, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's a very, it's a pretty sexual movie. There's sexual Hungarians in it. <laughs> I'm glad you bring up Greece too, as well, Kyle, because I wanted to talk about it. Greece, first time I saw Greece, hated it. I thought it was like such a bad lesson, kind of. You know what I mean? Hey, man, it's a way, it's a feeling. <laughs> But when I did Grease for this podcast with Kara and Jordan of Wistful Thinking, I actually liked it because I did my research. And in that, it said that Grease, the play, was supposed to kind of be a parody of these films. Not necessarily the beach parts, but just like the silliness. But it was supposed to be like the real... The camp. Yeah. yeah, the camp, but the real story almost. Like there's sex in Grease and it's only alluded to in these films. You yeah. Know? And uh, what's her name? Sandy? S- yeah. Sandy's tra- Sandy. <laughs> Sandy's transformation at the end is supposed to mock... You would tell me about it, Stud. Oh, come on. Sorry. <laughs> supposed to mock these films. Not necessarily Beach Party, but apparently in a lot of the other films, um, the guy will conform. The guy will try to become a badass. It kind of happens here. And then will conform to like the girl and be like, let's get together, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But in Greece, it's the opposite. She conforms to him as like she becomes the badass, you yeah. know? So when you see it like that, it's like, oh, okay. There was an art to this. It wasn't just fun or whatever, but whatever. That all comes from here, and I don't think people who love teen films watch enough of these films, but while saying that, I can understand why. They're definitely films of a era that's past, you know? <laughs> yeah, although, like, I don't know, compared to other films I know you've covered on your podcast and stuff like that, there wasn't, like, a huge of, amount of... I guess, like, political... No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, I don't mean it that it didn't age well in that sense. Yeah. I don't think the humor aged that well. I wasn't, like, laughing in stitches at this stuff, because some of it is just really silly humor, like play on words, and, oh, my God, that's how young people talk? It's dig, man. You know, stuff like that. Hoot. Ah, hoot. (laughs) But it was a big deal at the time for you to go to the theater. Imagine being a kid in Minnesota or something and going to the theater and see these, like, beautiful women on the beach. You're just... Poorly landlocked in Minnesota. <laughs> and it's just you're dreaming of bigger things. And there you go. So Beach Party, the film that kicked it all off. I happen to have a DVD copy that I'm staring at. So I'm going to read the back of it. 
This is the bash at the beach that launched them all. The original Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello beach movie that defined the California generation and introduced surfing, bikinis, and a whole lot of hip chicken rock and roll to a shocked America. And a little side note here, it's important to remember, as corny as these movies seem now, they were risque in their day. Some parents didn't let their kids see them because there was half-naked young people talking about sex and having a good time. I just loved even the credits of this because there's one uh, I was scrolling through, can, you know, and introducing Candy Johnson, and she's like the perpetual motion dancer, like the whole oh, crazy yeah, yeah. dress thing. <laughs> it's very hypnotic, I'll say that. For but, sure. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I could definitely imagine. I mean, the movie starts off with Frankie and um, I always want to say Annette, because, but Dolores. Dolores. Frankie and Dolores are driving and we think that they have like a house you know all to themselves oh yeah yeah, yeah. but and, nope but nope uh dolores is uh you know invited <laughs> so many people all in this little which is beach great bungalow. we got an early start we're gonna have a ball we're gonna ride the surf and that ain't all. Oh, Nothing is greater than the sand serpents out there. Unwrap their portions as soon as we get there. Stack them in the sand while they're breaking just right. Yeah, we're surfing all day and we're swinging all night. Vacation is here. Beach party tonight. So let, let me finish the back of the DVD and then we'll talk about that scene because I do have my thoughts. This downright yummy... Inaugural Bash, co-stars Bob Cummings, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk about the cast. Summer Break only means one thing to teen hipsters. Interesting that they called them that. They're not the hipsters as we know today. No. I have something to say about that. Continue. (laughs) Frankie and Dolores partying at the beach with their buds. While the gang is getting down in the sand, a disgusted, which I don't think he's disgusted, but a disgusted local professor decides to expose these kids as primal deviants, which I don't think is the plot. But to put an end to their monkey business. But the fun-loving gang pulls out all the stops to teach the good old professor a thing or two about jiggling, oogling, and rocking the night away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, couple things I took away from that. As far as the plot, I don't, like, that's not the plot. No. I am a little, like, I mean, I didn't put too much thought into it, but so Professor Sutwell... He yes. is just kind of like right there in the beginning when didn't even know that there were going to be a bunch of kids like in the house. Like, you know, Frankie and Dolores just, you know, had it booked themselves. So it doesn't really make sense that he's there already unless he's just banking on like if I'm in this house, young people are going to rent this house or whatever. Yeah, This movie clearly doesn't worry too much about like deep story. No, but it would have they- been great if there was like a depressed like professors it's like i have nothing else to write about i've gone all over the world it's like what should i write next and then like the house next to him is rented by a bunch of teens that would make that would more really sense. simple <laughs> but then the the biggest thing is like you said like that the back in the you said something about like calling them like hipsters the way professor Sutwell is dressed in the beginning that's oh, like it's very hipster that's such a hipster his it's beard too yeah. his glasses yeah it's, he's got like kind of like a one, you know, I, uh, what are those called? I even, you bought me one of them. <laughs> the, the, what, one, like a romper? One, yeah, romper, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's an interesting character. 
he's not a character that aged that well in the sense that, again, he's a professor creeping on teenage kids. I think that they try to make it clear. I'm not saying it works or whatever, but that, like, he... At no point, I think, is he is he interested in Dolores. I don't think so. So I think you're right in that sense. He still yeah. shouldn't be looking at a telescope and listening to people's conversations. No, no, no. That's just... <laughs> I, yeah, that's... Yeah. And he's played by Bob Cummings, of course. Uh, Dorothy Malone plays Marianne. These are all actors maybe grandparents would know. But let's talk about it. Frankie Avalon. What's your history with Frankie Avalon? I know you have a big one. I do. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, what am I not? You you just remember so much of my life better, more than I do. Um, you listen to like... But I haven't been on a date with Frankie Avalon, so then you wouldn't really remember <laughs> well. Oh, he's but, eight children. Good for him. Uh, no, I think my only history with him is like... Movies like these and, like, an appearance on Full House. (laughs) (laughs) And Annette Finicello is very famous. Uh, You know, she's one of, like, America's it girls in history. Grew up with the Mickey Mouse Club. And people watched her grow up and blossom into a beautiful young woman, I suppose. Again, she was the hottie of her day. In Greece, she's even mentioned in uh, the Look At Me, I'm Sandra Dee song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sandra Dee, who's Gidget. So, again, another allusion to... This kind of beach party era. She unfortunately passed away back in 2013, only at the age of 70. Oh, wow. That stinks. Yeah. Frankie's still with us. Other actors here. Did you recognize anyone else? Yeah, there's a couple. Um, Maury Amsterdam. I recognize him from the Dick Van Dyke show. Yes, yes. Okay. I was going to bring him up. Maury Amsterdam. That I, That's how I know him from Dick the Dick Van Dyke show. Like, yeah. Because they would say, like, and Maury Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> And um, he plays, what's that dude's name? Cappy. Cappy. Yeah. He's like the MC for that, like, shack or whatever. Yes. Kind of a foodie. Yes. There's a big foodie scene at the end. We'll talk about there, it. Yeah, there is. Uh, <laughs> and then the the last name that I, that I recognize is just that brief cameo right at the end by, by Vincent Price. How weird is that? Amazing. And he plays Big Daddy. Big Daddy? You which, don't know who he is the whole time? And then it's like, oh, shit. I know you read the IMDb trivia. Did you read that fun connection of Big Daddy? No, tell me. This character is where Big Daddy Kane got oh, the name what? Big Daddy from. That's awesome. That's, <laughs> that's so random. Oh, the other thing I read is that um, so his um, Vincent Price... His full name is Stephen Vincent Price, and Doctor Strange full name is Stephen Vincent Strange. I oh, interesting! Like, How strange. <laughs> but um, Dick yeah. Dale um, is a name that I recognized. He says he plays oh, yes, himself, yes, and yeah. he's a musician, right? Yes. Which okay, so I kind of said it in. I guess was that a, a teaser for the sh- for the for this show or on another episode? Last week, the bungalow is just always <laughs> just bumming around the bungalow. I don't remember what I say or when I say it. That's who I kind of makes me think of. I still believe Tim Capello. Yes. Oh, is he the Tim Capello of this movie? I think he's the Tim Capello. <laughs> <of this movie. laughs> he's awesome, and if you're not familiar with Dick Dale. Definitely look him up. He's like a predecessor of the Beach Boys and then Jan and Dean. That's kind of get gaining steam, like the whole idea of the California beach. Yeah, or as scene. my dad told me what it was called uh, when I was younger, or what he and his friends called it, surf and shit. <laughs> surf and shit. 
What a New York mindset you did. Because well, because by you know when he was a teenager, when he's in high school in like the early seventies, it's like that. That's yeah. lame. Yeah, Fucking lame. surfing shit. Back then, fuck those surfers. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, Dick Dale. Yeah, he makes an appearance here. This movie is a musical in a sense that they have musical numbers, but you'll later see if you want to continue this uh, journey on on beach party films, you'll later see beach movies that are an hour and a half long. But have even less dialogue and more just like random musicians playing on the beach. Sonny and Cher, I forgot which one. One of their first, I think it's their first on-camera appearance, is in a beach party movie just singing on the beach. Stevie Wonder has an early appearance in a beach party movie singing on the beach. Yeah, and he's like a kid. Oh, that's awesome. So you'll later get beach party movies that are more about the music than they are about the plot. Believe it or not, if you think the plot is like thin here, the plot <laughs> will get thinner. Oh, um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I wasn't expecting them to really like, I don't know, <laughs> like elevate from here. What this movie reminded me of right away was this really brief moment and uh, shout out to one of the many amazing shows on Cage Club Podcast Network that... Uh, well, I, I guess that I was going to say Tom Tom Club, but it's Hanks for the Memories, where they covered. Oh, and they would have covered it on Watch the Theron as well. But the Wonders and just Ooh. showing what it was like to be in one of those bands back then. There's a scene that where thing they. You do. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's that thing you do. Yeah, not the Wonders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they play a fictional band in a beach party movie like this, and their band is Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Yeah, perfect. Great. I forgot about that. That's awesome there, that's, too. Yeah, that's what it It rolls right in. So, Stevie Wonder, if we cover Bikini Beach, if it is indeed a high school movie, we'll see a young Stevie Wonder in that one. That's awesome. I'm just going to watch it for <laughs> Well, watch it, and you let me know for if it's... surfing if, shits and giggles. <laughs> if it's a teen film, and then, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> If you guys are curious about the director and stuff, it's a guy named William Asher. He directed a lot of these movies. Again, they would just churn these movies out. They would do like three or four a year just in this studio alone. It just became a money-making machine for them. The budget was around 200000 and it made $2.3 million. And that era is huge. Yeah. Huge. Think about how much a ticket must have cost. <laughs> yeah, 10 cents. Uh, 15 cents. <laughs> Crazy, right? But let's just talk about the movie. You mentioned that first scene where we see them in the car, uh, on the beach. Good yeah. traction for that. Because that's like not a dune buggy, necessarily. It's more of no. a car. It's more, yeah, it's an old, older car. It's not even like a hot rod that you'd be seeing in um, uh, American Graffiti, per se. But yeah, just an older model car. But you can see it has like the thicker tires on it, which allows them to like go onto the beach, which is awesome. It even awesome. it's interesting. It even begins with like it's kind of pointless. I guess there's there's no real. I thought it was gonna play a bigger role because again, I don't really re- remember this film. But uh, the plane because the movie begins. Yeah, because like, they tease the plane yeah. and then it's the. It just uh, he yeah. takes her up in it, and that's he it. takes her up in it. And she gets sick. Yeah. You like the effects in this movie. Oh, yeah, when she turns, she it's turns like the half of the screen. She doesn't turn blue. Half of the screen is blue. Yeah. And when I was watching it, the first time she turns blue is when they're upside down. And I'm like, did something happen to this <laughs> shot? Like, <laughs> and What, did they just take like a, a blue like filter and put it over half the, the camera? Or did they put it yeah, over a piece uh, of film? Maybe a piece probably of film. over the film. Yeah. yeah, over like a <laughs> negative or whatever or something like that. So ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it wasn't about that. It was just, again, about having fun. I bet you the kids who watched it 
were just staring like down their girls' shirts the whole time or something. Yeah, you know? or honestly, the, like this was it was still like it was like innocent fun back then. Even though this movie has like the moments of alluding to sex and everything like that, it still is innocent fun and like visual physical gags and not knowing the lingo. I mean. Oh, he's just coming in off the curve. And, you know, like, I mean, throwing all of this. I mean, the bad guy's name is Eric Von Zipper. He talks like this. And it's just like the real, like, Looney Tunes. And he, he definitely wasn't supposed to be a teenager, right? No, and I looked it up. He's, like, 40 years old or whatever. He works for, like, Local 72. And, you know, just give him a cup of joe and a butter roll and he's doing all right. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, just a bag of rocks of a human being. The rats is his Yeah, yeah the rats. Oh, God. So we have a couple, like, players on the board, right? We have the rats. We have the people in that, like, shack or whatever. That shack is, like, kind of beatniks. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they're beatniks. Yeah. Exactly. two women that are always meditating. That's, like, one of the ongoing They're jokes. zen. They're, they're, they're zen. doing zen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's funny because this is a weird era, right? Because it's like almost pre-hippie, yeah, but post-beatnik a little bit, like or to the tail end of beatnik. Yeah, it's be- like the beatniks are older here. They're not like the kids aren't really beatniks. It's yeah, like everyone the- had already gone Kerouac on everyone's ass, <laughs> and, and so yeah, you know, Kerouac is out, and like the Mike Love and all of uh, and the Wilson brothers are all, all in. Supposedly, that's an ongoing thing. Is it's like supposedly Brian Wilson is in the background of this. He's like, I'm not in that movie, but like he uh, said that. Yeah, but that's like people like cl- claim that like he is. He's like, yeah, I don't surf. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, Brian. <laughs> Who was playing him? John Cusack or uh, yeah. Paul Dano? Paul Dano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love and mercy. Um, and then, of course, we have our teens, quote unquote teens. One's like a cowboy, one's like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently these guys will reoccur, but maybe played by different actors. Played, yeah, exactly. It's just like, <laughs> no, he's not good enough to carry movies, so we'll just make Frankie him. Uh, I, I mean, I looked up the ages of... So Frankie Avalon, he was 23 when the movie came it's out. It's not terrible. No, it's not terrible. I mean, so, uh, Annette was 21. Yeah, she's pretty young. She has a hair of an old lady, but that's just the fashion of the day. Yeah. I think it's cool. Eva Six is the uh, Hungarian. The goulash. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> There's two points here of like racism. I suppose the Hungarians could get offended at, at the at goulash mm-hmm. comments. But the biggest like racism point is back to this professor. So he's looking out his window. Oh, oh, and, oh and the, he, yeah. And yeah. he has the telescope and he's comparing... He's an explorer, an anthropologist, something like that. He's an anthropologist. And he's comparing the kids' behavior outside to uncivilized people from, like, other continents. Like, not Americans. And he says Aborigines and things of those lines. It's like, that probably wouldn't fly today. Their movements are so crazy that they must be a primitive. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you were going to say, like, Maury Amsterdam. He's not supposed to be. He's not pulling, like, a Mickey Rooney. But there is a bit of like an Asian flair to like a lot of tiki places though. Yeah. That's why no, I, that's, yeah, yeah. I wasn't offended by that. Maybe an Asian American would be, but um, he he puts on that like dragon hat or whatever. But he's not like doing an Asian accent or no. or there's no you know yellow face here. He just has you know that's it's a tiki bar. I don't know what to tell you. Deadhead was twenty nine. So. That that checks out. That checks out. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's all I'll say about it. I'm not going to get into everything else from there. But. <laughs> so what were your favorite moments here? What were some things that really stuck out to you in Beach Party? I mean, I like the... So I wrote down, like, them... You know, uh, Dick Dale, like the bongos and the, the earring, and he's that big daddy's like that that whole aspect. So that just gave me the whole I still believe, but on the bongos <laughs> kind of vibe. Hmm. Well, I looked at the heavens, they were rolling in fast. I knew I better make it because they just don't last. I'm surfing, surfing, swinging, and surfing. Yeah, just like the playing on the beach, and it's clearly they're just picking up. They're holding electronic guitars, but they're not plugged in. But the yeah. music starts. It's just like shit like that. So it's, honestly, it's more like just like how innocent. I mean, at the same time, we were saying how innocent it is to me. Maybe like not at the time. Although this movie is unrated. I mean, this is an era before PG thirteen, but there was PG back then. This is just even. This is unrated. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, unrated because they weren't rating. Yeah, things. There were, yeah, there were, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I wrote this down. I was like, "What?" I had to rewind. They call the professor that old beaver puss, and I was like, what? "I thought they were saying." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Was, they were calling him that old. Beaver yeah, because I mean, in the '70s, like <laughs> a hairy down under no. was referred to as a beaver. This is important towards okay. a movie that will be eventually covered on your podcast. Uh, American Reunion because Eugene Levy goes I used to snag a few pelts back in my day remember that slumbers remember that for when we got yeah, that that's, that's homework <laughs> what did Kyle what Eugene Levy line did Kyle quote from American Reunion uh, <laughs> yeah so just that whole aspect and this teasing so not like I mean okay I did love that there's a pie fight at the end the, oh we'll talk about that we'll, yeah. we'll talk about the pie but, fight but just I more just these the innocence the story beats this whole like again they're driving and they're expecting to have this weekend, but then she sabotages it, invites everybody. Which is cool because it's like an allusion to sex, right? Like, oh my god, they're going to be at this place alone, these yeah, two yeah. teens. What's weird for us is that like most people in our generation don't get married as teenagers or talk about it. She's jumping from like, he hasn't even told her he loves her. Yeah. And she's like, I hope we can get married. <laughs> oh, and then what, what was that? I didn't write down the line, but she says something early on like, I want him to... Think about me more than just like a girl. I want him to think about me as as a wife. It's like yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought like, gonna say woman. In today's yeah, in today's standards, like it's just like it's just like well, you could be more than just a wife too. Yeah, you could be a human being <laughs> later. <laughs> if this movie was made even a little later, obviously in some kind of way today, it's like by working with Sutwell, she'd be like, I want to travel the world and. Uh, document cultures or something like that i want to leave california uh, <laughs> well you have that that assistant of the professor who that's a weird thing as well like, yeah very beautiful lady yes dorothy malone is the actress and her name is marianne gotcha and there's a weird like love triangle between them as well so it's it's frankie and dolores and they both are trying to get each other jealous first frankie does because He's like, oh, you know what happens when girls like you? They control you. <laughs> you know, there's that scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he first tries to make her jealous because he's upset that she, yeah, she she invited everybody. And when I say everybody, it's everybody. 
And they have, they even have like the the women are in a clothed off separate corner yeah, of the room or whatever. He doesn't seem that disappointed, you know. No, because in the end, it's good times, a bunch of bugs, yeah, and everything. Like, All right, like my that. friends yeah, are here. My friends are here, or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, like he just goes like right out right away, and is just like, "What's that? Who's that? Uh, that cupcake? You know, like." Yeah. <laughs> and it's the Hungarian goulash. Yeah, I love the fashion in this movie. It's so cool. Yeah, kind of like tankinis before they were probably even called that. They were just like, or then they even show, which reminded me. I mean, mentioned. Dick Van Dyke and Dick Van Dyke show sense, but I always think of like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and that's like I think like where I saw those like, and I went, oh yeah, duh, that's why they're called swim suits because there used to be like full on oh, suits yeah, full-on or whatever. Because the professor has yeah. a full on suit and a kimono, and he has a kimono. He has those oh, those uh, sandals that are made out of pine. I don't know some, <laughs> something. I want to talk hat. about how about when they take him surfing, like how that looked. That is classic beach party. Yeah, when, when you like that surfing scene, they always like mocked it on like Muppet Babies and like stuff like that. Well, and then and then it had the very typical like car driving in the beginning when yes, yes, with them in the car. It's like, on, it's, like it's on a set. Yeah, it's like but like it's fine on the road, but then when they go onto the beach, it's like the same like point of view, of, like the background, <laughs> like it just wouldn't look like that. But yeah, him on the surfboard is great, and I love that he does like a math equation beforehand. So it's like he's not just he's an anthropologist, but he's just like an all around smart because guy. Because like that's like he's like oh I forgot to carry the two or something. It's very much stereotypes in this movie. Like the smart people are smart people, the beachheads are beachheads. Yeah. You know, but you know what's not in this movie? Any people of color? Did you <laughs> notice that? Well, there weren't any in California. Yeah, in yeah, they just they, they just didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it is jarring now. I'm sure they didn't notice at the time, but. Like, in, their, in their minds, they're probably like, they're Italians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Frankie Avalon is the person of color. Oh, God. But we'll see in later films, if we cover some more of these, which I think we will, we'll see in later films if that changes. Cause well, I we heard, heard Stevie Wonder's exactly, on the Exactly, we mentioned that Stevie Wonder is going to be there. So Yeah, little Stevie. We'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Again, it's it would be so much of a waste of your time slumbers if we went scene by scene with this movie because it's just silliness and music do you have a favorite song in the movie Mm, no i didn't really write down like any specific songs i mean they all they all sounded the same except for hers where which i i swore i've heard that song before i think so too i mean i think because then i think the album was released via disney so i bet you it's in some disney thing somewhere oh maybe since she was, you know, she's a Mouseketeer or whatever. Beach Party is like the theme. It's actually called Beach Party. Yes, yeah. Uh, or Beach Party Tonight or something along those lines. I'm trying to see if uh, what her song was called. Because, oh, Treat Him Nicely. Yeah. I do have to ask you this question. This movie was concepted not so much about the teens, believe it or not, but more about the professor. The producers had seen a film in Italy about a much older professor falling in love with a teenager. Oh. You know those like risque Italian films from the oh, 60s? And she, and she, and Marianne references Lolita in this. Interesting, the interesting. Kubrick film. Wow. Well, I mean, it was a, was that a I book think it's a book. I think it's, it's a book a, first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of became something else, right? It became more about the teens. Certainly, as we go along, it's not no longer about the professor. He's not like this through line character. Yeah. What did you think of the professor character? Was it important to you or should it have just been about the teens? I mean, there needed to be something else. Like, there still wasn't even, like, a good enough stuff then between, like, Eric Von Zipper. So, like, <laughs> there needed to be some extra story stuff. So, so this is the first entry, in, you know. I don't think they thought it was going to be a series. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. 
But without seeing the others, I'm sure there always has to be like that one thing that kind of takes the summer in a different way. And so it's like this is when like the kids are, you know, realize that he's documenting them and stuff like that. So, yeah, it is weird. It is this weird balance between you kind of have like the four leads in the movie. Like the people that I feel like get the most time are Sutwell and... Which is strange is what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. saying it's bad, but it just goes to show you that like what they got... At, I mean, it's like a Fast and Furious franchise. Shout out to Fast and Forever, right? What they originally had was just like a car movie in LA and that's it. Mm-hmm. And now they're in space. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Like they originally had more of a professor story with teens in the background. And they wound up with this teen... Or at least young person's like series of films. Yeah, I don't know exactly where else the professor's story could have gone. He definitely has the most dialogue in the movie because then our other leads are singing and they have got their just like teen time on the beach and everything like that. But uh, like I said, there could have been some easily added things to just like the professor's like like his background and like why he's specifically on that beach and uh, <laughs> but know. but at the end of the day right no i don't care it doesn't matter <laughs> a couple production notes that i think are really interesting no one had a tan on set so they had mm. to they had a big makeup crew to just make everyone up oh wow i mean i'm sure they had a tan by the end of it but yeah. frankie avalon was essentially painted <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy uh, Avalon has this great quote. He says, we were constantly filming. We were doing 28 setups a day. And you're a guy who's been on, on a set before, Kyle. That's a lot of setups for a day. Yeah, and also back then, and just like how heavy the equipment is, and also on sand and everything oh like that. God. It's Yeah, it's a lot. They worked these kids. <laughs> I feel bad. Again, I, I know they were in their 20s, but still. I'm sure, you know, I mean, they had to be. What? Fucking... <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think know. I mean, they're, yeah, like they all were. It's it was... funny because you don't see beer in this or drinks. Like they're out, but they're not drinking. Yeah, yeah. There's not even tiki drinks in the uh, in Big Daddy's. And, and there's certainly no pot or anything like that. No, 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 no. But Frankie goes on to say that he would tell the director, I don't think my character would say that line. And, they, and the, the director would just say, just say the line. Let's have fun. Yeah. <laughs> But by the way, I think that for the most part, everyone in this is good. Yeah, they, well, they play their roles, yeah. right? Like, there's not much to their roles, but they still do but it well. I really don't know much about Frankie Avalon's career. I'm sure, like, these are obviously, like, what he's most known for. Actually, I mean, okay, so the first thing I might have seen him in, and this is actually a, fun, a little fun connection to me, is he plays Teen Angel in Greece. Yes, yes, and that's and, also you. I thank you for reminding me. That's also a nod to this era of film. Yes, and I played Teen Angel in the eighth grade musical oh, in Harrington Park. Yes, <laughs> and that's why you grew your hair out. Beauty school dropout. Right, that's why you grew your hair out. Yeah, well, that's what started me growing my hair, and I let it keep growing. And he's also and you didn't win best hair in high school. No, I lost to a Frankie Avalon. <laughs> <laughs> he's also in Casino. Yes, he, yes, yes, he's in Casino. Yeah. I'm just like now like looking at like... But thank you for reminding me about Greece. I definitely wanted to talk about that. Yeah, these, these are his biggest things, right? I mean, did did he have like a variety show at some point? I'm sure. You know, like that's all I really like know about him. And then and then kind of the same thing. Yeah, just looking at his IMDb. I mean, you know, he's 
1987 was on Back to the Beach, and then he's got a you know casino, and then he's got like an episode on TV here and there. So I just went like down a little bit of a rabbit hole with this film. Because I had heard this about Annette Funicello, and it turns out that it is an urban legend. There's a popular belief that's not true, which, yes, is an urban legend, um, <laughs> that she was not allowed to show to be seen in a bikini in any of these films, like that that was in her contract. Hmm. That is not true. She's actually briefly in a bikini here, and she's in a bikini in some of the sequels. She often doesn't wear a bikini, as she did not like to show her navel. And that was one thing she would fight with the director. The director wanted her to show it, and she would say no. That was scandalous at the time. Yeah. To see a belly button. I mean, but yeah, exactly. Mind you, like, this was 63, and, you know, 1954, 56, you weren't allowed to see Elvis from the waist down. Yeah. Yeah, think about that. But when I said I went down this dark rabbit hole, so Bob Cummings, the professor, the director had worked with him in many things previous to this. Uh, he, he was in a lot of films. The Devil and Miss Jones, Princess O'Rourke. He was in Saboteur by Hitchcock. Dial in for Murder, he's apparently in. Oh, wow. So he was an accomplished actor. But the director was very confused because he was not the same person on set. Like, when he showed up on set, he was actually hard to direct and aloof and huh. weird. And it turned out later that he was on meth for most of, most oh, of the... Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's why I said I went down a dark hole <laughs> when I read that. Oh. And the director was like, oh, okay... That's why. So maybe that's why he didn't continue in the series either. Jesus Christ! How dark is that? Well, I think he, but and I, I think the whole the World War Two stuff. I think he actually did serve in World War Two. Oh, okay. He knew how to fly and everything like that. So maybe he had some like PTSD. <laughs> maybe just trying to understand. Or maybe that's why they cut the plane stuff out. Why it wasn't like as important to the movie because yeah. they're like maybe we can't work with this guy right now. Wow. Well, methamphetamine, methamphetamine is meth, right? Yeah, like crystal okay. meth. Yeah, so apparently yeah. that's what he was on at the time. Like, <laughs> that's dark. Not like not like smoking rocks. That wasn't like a thing. No, I don't think so. He's probably like, taking pills or something. Like that. I think it's yeah, pills or even like drops. Like drops. I don't, I don't, oh, I don't know how it works. I have no idea. One other thing I wanted to mention before we talk about the ending, just back to Annette Funicello. She starts this trend, or maybe she doesn't start it, but. The navel from Naples. <laughs> <laughs> no, she starts this trend, I think, where we see it to today. Remember, what's that movie that, um, Spring Breakers, right? Yeah. You know how like Selena Gomez was a Disney star, but then wanted to break out and be a little bit more risque in movies like that? Mm-hmm. But we see that in so many other movies, right? Disney stars who want to like, Miley Cyrus, remember? Oh, I'm Hannah Montana. Now I'm naked on a wrecking ball. Yeah, know? Zac Efron. Daytime Emmy nominated that everyone's like that's a dad bod now it's like no it's not <laughs> but they co- they go from like innocent kids to like I'm gonna make a risque teenage sure. film yeah this was a risque teenage film at the time yeah and she goes from a Mickey Mouse kid to that it's a huge deal yeah I had read that like it was something she didn't think that there was gonna be a movie that summer or whatever under her Disney contract but then they ended up making a movie. I forget who they used in it, and Disney was upset at first, but then it was fine. She went back and shot like several movies with Disney, so it didn't harm her. Career. No, because at the end of the day, it's risque for the time, but yeah. it's you know, it's not that crazy. <laughs> it's not Spring Breakers. <laughs> spring Break. Anything else in the movie you want to talk about before our big blow up ending? No, it's pretty much the two things I want to talk about are Pie Fight and again just mentioning Vincent Price, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, so the tension is building among all the characters because the professor the professor is coupled up with Annette Finicello. 
because he's doing research, but she's trying to make her boyfriend jealous. But I think she might actually have feelings for him. Frankie Avalon has been coupling up with the Hungarian because <laughs> she's trying to make her jealous and let her down. Or put her down is the phrase they use here, which is like really dark. Yeah. <laughs> like that'll be a good way to put her down. <laughs> oh, and then your your boy here. What, what were their names? The the dude from the the, the, rats, the rats and Eric von Zipper. Yeah, Eric von Zipper. Eric von Zipper, which, which is a Nazi name, but doesn't speak like a Nazi. He dresses yeah. like one. <laughs> a gay Nazi. <laughs> he dresses like he's from the uh, what was that? The Blue Oyster Club and. Is that what it was in Police Academy? You know, the... Yes, yes. One of the guys from the village people. Anyway, yeah, there's a whole thing with... They want to beat up the professor. Yeah. The professor shaves at one point. It's like, oh my God, your face. He does that secret finger move. He's like, at the end, he's like, oh, could you teach me how to like... Yeah. Now he's Jay Leno. Yeah, he has this finger move that he can freeze people with his finger. If you didn't see this movie... Those great, like, there's a lot of great... Sound effects of that time. It's like, dong, yeah, yeah, it goes dong, and then you freeze again. If you didn't see this movie, you must be like, What the hell are these guys talking about? <laughs> We're on meth, <laughs> <laughs> but it all comes down to this scene in like the tiki hut or whatever, yeah. And all of a sudden, there's pies in this tiki, and hut. well, the endless well, amount of pies. Well, what's his name? Uh, I don't remember the character's name, but Maury Amsterdam, Cappy, Cappy, yeah, is like with his assistant, whatever. Like, oh, that's when they say beer. They don't see it, but like beer and pies, okay. You know, okay. <laughs> let's just put this around here. <laughs> and when they have the beer and pies, whatever, you know what we're leading to, guys? Food fight. Yeah. Everyone starts throwing pies. They're throwing punches as well, but I think I think Dolores is the first one to throw a pie. Maybe she's like throw throwing a bunch. She gets hit by Frankie. Yeah. At one point, and they're kind of. Sort of getting back together. Well, at the end, of course, they get back together. But yeah, because he says like, "I love you," and she's like, "That's all I wanted to hear." It's like I could have sworn like early on in the beginning they were just I don't know, it wasn't <laughs> that big of a like their arc was just like it was such a like up and down, up and down of like not things happening. <laughs> like this isn't like a Ben Stiller things keep getting worse. No, no, no. like digging like, yourself in a hole. Oh, kind so of he thing. does like me. Oh no, he made up with the girl. He doesn't. Oh, maybe yeah. he does. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah, really but it's silly good. teen stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, silly yeah. teen stuff. Even during this, is there? There's some kind of a tour shows up, and they're like, "This is a favorite local spot of the youngsters, the youth of the, you know, the coast." I think they were just really, really, really hitting the hammer of like, look at this culture that's happening in California. Yeah. Everyone disrespecting pies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, it was shot like mostly like in Malibu and obviously in California, places like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you rank this food fight though? At the end, uh, it's a pretty decent food fight. I mean, still so the 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 two best food fights ever are Animal House and Hook. I find it funny that in a lot of like these pie fights, especially oh, and era, and I'm sorry, and Blazing Saddles. That's a good it's one. Like, Step right in for the food fight. Who wants a pie? They're mostly cream pies in this. Yeah. You know, that looks good on camera, but it's very Three Stooges. And no one got it directly in the face. It was really weird in It was sense. very weird that it was never directly in the face. Yeah. It looked like at points, and I know it's like prop metal, but it looks like the, the frickin' 
um, pie tin was hitting him in the head sometimes. Yeah. Which, like, again, I know it could not have hurt them because no. that would be ridiculous. But but light enough if it just has, like, the cream in it. Like, it's not going to... The Foley work, too, was like, boink. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> none of, yeah, exactly. None of, none, of, yeah, none of the sound effects. Yeah, none of the good use of Foley work. Uh, yeah, none of that was, like, accurate. Whatsoever. Even when they were, like, falling off the boards because... When the one one girl earlier is talking to Dolores on the beach and she's like kind of dancing for a bit or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, it drives them crazy," and then all of a sudden, like every it sounds like a car crash every time yeah. they fall, <laughs> they're like oh breaking glass. It's just kind of crazy. And then yeah, then we get Vincent Price, and supposedly his line is an homage to like a, another film he was in, like a horror, you know, because he's he's just like one of the great like horror icons the pit bring me my pendulum kiddies i feel like swinging yeah and it's le- i think it's less impactful now like if i watch this film with my little cousin it's like wh- who is this guy why does it matter but at the time you we were like oh shit yeah not even really for our generation not even close um if people know him from our generation it's probably actually more just from like pop culture references right before us with like generation X, it would be the thriller music video. Yes. You go like, Oh, I know that voice. The foulest stenches in the air, the funk of 40,000 years and grisly goons from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver, for no mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. <laughs> you know where I, I know Vincent Price, and it is Beach Party related? Oh, I thought you were going to say it's Disney related, because I, I know. Oh, what were you going to say? The great mass detective. He's, oh, he's yes. Radigan. Radigan, that's great. My friends, we are about to embark on the most odious, the most evil, the most diabolical scheme of my illustrious career. A crime to top all crimes. A crime that will live in infamy. No, but uh, I, when we were growing up, there was like a big Brady Bunch revival. And the Christmas special? He's in when the Brady Bunch go to Hawaii, ironically. Oh. They're on the beach a lot there. And he I think he's like a club owner or whatever. Okay. He's looking for like the tiki that one of them has. <laughs> it's like really ridiculous. It's... A professor? A word of thanks. You saved my beans, boy. Oh, well good. Now, let's get on with it. Are you prepared to tell me where you found that idol, the precise spot in this cave? That's the trouble. We don't remember exactly. You see, we found it while you're trying to scare us away. Shall we believe him, Oliver? Believe us, Oliver. Believe us. If you untie it, Professor, we're sure we can help you find the exact spot. All right. All right, I'll untie you. But don't try to run away, because if you do, we get the point. Wait, the the 
two movies from our youth? No, no, no. Oh, no. okay. The movie is based on the Brady Bunch Go to Hawaii. Yeah, the second it, one is. Yeah. The second one, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and he's in the... He, I don't think he's in the movie, but he's definitely in the show. Okay. It was like, oh, guest starring Vincent Price. It was like a big deal. Vincent Price. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, look, this movie is a great no. But it's not... It's so formative in this genre. It's... Good, clean fun for the most part, except like the slight racism at times. But again, it's not, it could be so much worse. There are so many other films in 1963 that'll make you vomit with how <laughs> racist they are. This is not one of them. So I'm very curious, grades and awards here, Kyle. But let's start here. Who was this movie made for? I mean, it was made for the, just the teens of that time. Again, it's not like rock and roll was still pretty new then. And that's when, that's when people start going, oh, teens have expendable income. <laughs> Especially in film. Slumbers out there. Find me a true teen film or a teen film subgenre that existed before this. But yeah, so I would just say for teens, right? Like maybe originally it wasn't when they concepted it like as an erotic Italian thriller. Mm-hmm. But the product we get certainly is a teenage tale. Average movie ticket costs 85 cents. Like 85 cents. So make like almost three million dollars or whatever I said with eighty five cents a ticket. A loaf of bread was twenty two cents. Good to know. <laughs> a gallon of gas was thirty cents. Good to know. So who won the movie? Most likely to succeed. What character comes out on top? Oh, um, hmm, maybe I'll say Sutwell. Sutwell. Well, at the end of the day, not 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 the real life guy. It sounds no. like, but but he gets a girlfriend. And yeah, because he's already like he's got the brains he's well traveled and it sounds it seems like him and marianne are like you know gonna, yeah. he's you know inviting her along as more than just a you know his assistant there you go wooderson award is there a character here who you would like to see more of i mean i would have enjoyed a bit more story to like the eric von zipper it's like, <laughs> such a, like it's just like they just i think they have like four three or four scenes like the first one is just like they show up to that, the you know, Big Daddy's place. By the way, they're credited as in separate places as the rats in some places and the mice in other places. That's weird. Because <laughs> um, it was rats with a Z, I think. Yeah. But yeah, so just like a bit more to his like story, just with these these rats. Because I, then I think he, I think he's back in other films. He even says at the end, like, "I'll be back." <laughs> He ends up with the Hungarian goulash, which yeah, is good for him. Crazy that just like <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the supposed fucking, teenager who yeah. works somewhere is uh, yeah. going with this forty with year this, old yeah, biker. This pipe fitter. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Lembeck is the, the actor's name. What a great name! Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he's in a lot of them. He's in a lot of films as the same character. It just seems like what else is he doing? <laughs> no offense, Harvey. I, I I could take more of Cappy. I like more Morty Amsterdam here. I could take more of Cappy. Or or actually no, I'm sorry, Vincent Price. Yeah, but then it would ruin the cameo moment. At least maybe after oh, this he could do a little bit more. Like or just more than just that line because the line didn't even really mean anything. I wish he had like a silent Bob like moment of just like you youth, yeah. you bikers, <laughs> like. <laughs> You It'll be you, the dead that wins over us all. You kind of sounded like Dom DeLuise there. Yeah. It's because I'm just breathing heavily. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Long Duck Dong Award. Is there a character whose omission would make the film better? Well, 
we said no there's not a character right i mean yeah i guess he, we, we could have uh the professor be a little less racist you know, in his characterization. Yeah, no, but it's not like a character should no. be gone. But it needs to be like, yeah, just like a few things. There like wasn't that. anything terrible. Again, I expected there to be something. Yeah. I'm sure in the entire series we'll get one. Probably. <laughs> Cameron Fry Award. <laughs> Did anyone look too old to be a teen? I don't think that Eric Von Zipper <laughs> yeah. is supposed to be a teen. Let's say he's not but supposed he, to be a teen. But he definitely shouldn't end up with that Hungarian goulash. <laughs> no, no, no. But honestly, almost everyone here, if you want to give me Frankie Frankie and Annette as being teens, I'm okay yeah, with that. But, then but like the, the friends? Yeah, the, again, whatever, what was his name? Meathead? No, what was it? <laughs> I was going to say Jughead. That's like Archie. <laughs> no, it's not Bonehead. It's uh, Deadhead. 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 What do you think of that blonde friend of hers? She's kind of featured a lot. The one that did the, like, attracted the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Love there. There's a lot of attractive women. This <laughs> and they're of age. Yes. <laughs> All right. So it's going to be kind of hard, but let's try to grade this thing now, Beach Party. Because you can't stand this movie up against, like... But uh, you got you got to appreciate where it stands yes, in history. Exactly. It's contributions to the genre. It's a cornerstone it's influence. movie. Because if you just look at the Rotten Tomatoes, and by the way, other Beach Party movies would score higher than this, oh. but 43% by the critics, 42% by the audience. I'm going to give it a B. A B? That's higher than Letterboxd 2.9. Well, yeah, but, you know how I feel about Letterboxd. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to give it a B as well, a solid B, because it's so formative in the genre. Yes, that's what, that's, I'm, I'm grading it on the curve a little bit. I'm sure if you had nostalgia for this, you might even give it an A. But I'm sure if you're just some Gen Zer who doesn't give a fuck about nostalgia, who hates us millennials, yeah, <laughs> you probably give this an F. You know what I mean? Why do you hate me? <laughs> but solid B right here. Mm. Is it objectively good? Probably not. Did we have fun? Like the music's fun. The yeah, act, the music the, is really fun. The acting is decent. So, yeah. <laughs> solid B for Beach Party. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I was even going for the alliteration. So, Kyle, I'm going to change our usual question up a little bit. Oh. Normally, I ask you what sleeping bag are you bringing to the slumber party. But when we do these beach movies, what does your beach towel look like? Oh. Um, Any, anything you want, but you yeah, ideally but themed for, this, for the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's red. Yeah. <laughs> it's got uh, Polka dots. Um, Sounds like Deadhead. Yeah. Hmm. A towel. I'm trying to think of like you know. He said a towel. A towel. Because we're walking. A towel. <laughs> I get. I, it has to be like tiki themed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, cool a solid. Movie. I think like one tiki. Like it'll be yeah. like a brownish towel and like have like a tiki kind of face on it. Maybe. So something we didn't talk about is like not just the dancing, but. The, they use surfboards in a lot of the dancing and a lot of the... Like, they have that protection circle at one point. Oh, like yeah. Around the ring around the... That was weird. <laughs> it was weird. I felt like they were trying to tell us something about surf culture that didn't translate to today. Like, oh, they do these chants and everything, right? Yeah. And there was, I mean, so much other, like, lingo thrown that I was like, let's teach people. Yes. That, yeah. <laughs> but I like a couple scenes where you see all, like, the surfboards lined up. Yeah. And they go and run and get the surfboard. So my towel is going to, like, look like a bunch of surfboards next to each other. Cool. Different colors. Simple. Yeah. But that'd be a cool towel. I would buy that towel. All right. My favorite question every week, Kyle, is this. 
you and I go to that old blockbuster at the end of the road here mm-hmm. on Anchor Ave in uh, San Emilio Island, USA. <laughs> it has every movie that has ever existed in the history of film. We know we're renting Beach Party. What other two films should we watch on the slumber party? Our, our beach slumber party. Spread it on our towels and go on a projector. All right, I'm going two very different movies. First one is The Beach with <laughs> Leo. The Beach, okay. <laughs> Not a teen film. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be. No, no, I'm oh, just okay. saying. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Because Leo was a big teen actor, yeah, but yeah. That, wasn't, that was like a little bit adulter. Leo. Yeah, like he's growing up a little bit. Yeah, like one of the earliest films I ever saw, Total Swinton. In. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the other one is, it's not high school, but it is like, it's like, young adult or I don't know but right after high school but it's Where the Boys Are which came out in 1960 oh, it's Where the Boys You have a story about this movie, I do right? and that's kind of why I also picked it <laughs> uh, but I mean just for I, I have the little bio here four very different and they make it a point I mean because it's about spring break so four very different college girls drive to Fort Lauderdale Florida for spring break and seek out various adventures and romance for themselves you know what? Now just reading this, I kind of want to change the beach to Spring Breakers. <laughs> and I, I know we were talking about it a lot or whatever, but just hearing like, I kind of want this the break theme to be going. Okay, I mean, he yeah. is traveling abroad, but yeah, no, let's go Spring Breakers. Spring Breakers. Because that's also man. down in like, it's trashy Florida. So it's just, <laughs> it's where we send our people to die. That being from New York. I love, I love Florida listeners. Yes, I do. Yeah, you got, you know, Miami's got Cubanos. Tampa Bay, you're the a great juggernaut of athletics right now. Um, you got Tom Coughlin, I think, still down there in Jacksonville. I don't know. I don't think so. No, yeah, no he tra- did. Li- yeah, he lied. They were just yeah. trashing him oh, yeah, okay, yesterday right. or today. Well, then fuck you, Jacksonville. But uh, anyway, the story with that is, so this movie is from 1960. Got a very famous where song the boys to it. are, not yeah. Spring Breakers. Yes, exactly. And that was a movie my mom really enjoyed as a kid, which she definitely didn't see in 1960 because she was only six years old. And this, where the boys are, deals. There's a rape story in it. It's crazy. I, I in, never. Nineteen sixty. Yeah, you should. You should see it. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a good movie, from what I recall. But <laughs> I remember. I think it was like in 2000 or whatever, and. So this is still like early days of like internet shopping and that kind of stuff. And we were like, oh, we want to find where the boys are because we didn't have it, you know, uh, have it on VHS or DVD because I think we got also got our first <laughs> DVD player at that point. Sorry, and my, um, we like whatever search engine we were using at that time or whatever, we, where where the boys are. And supposedly there's a like a hardcore male porno called Where the Boys Are. <laughs> and like my sister was looking for it. It was like, ah! <laughs> If you know my sister, she, she... She's not into hardcore pornography. No. As no. far as we know. As far as we know. And so, yeah, that's, that's the fun little story. We did eventually find it on VHS for my mom. But then my mom did request the hardcore gay porn as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mary Fran did not do that. She's a nice lady. But what nice people do, can't watch hardcore gay porn? I don't think they request it from their son. <laughs> okay, they might want that, but that'd be an odd request from their son. <laughs> but where the boys are, yeah, definitely check that out. And Spring yeah. Breakers, not the beach. 
do you want to go with that movie like they keep running trailers for these days it's like old or oh, older old, yeah the like, new M. Night Shyamalan oh that's M. Night Shyamalan yeah, yeah. Like, that shouldn't surprise yeah, me yeah exactly where they're on a beach and like they, it's, yeah, I, read, I was I was curious about it. it's based off a graphic novel I read it's a French graphic novel and of course, it's just like it's, it just sounds stupid <laughs> at least there's no specific ending to the there's no like satisfying ending in like the graphic novel I'm just like oh okay like I don't know. I like I like when his films have like a, it's like oh okay, there's actual fucking ghosts in the world. Oh okay, there's uh, he does have superpowers. Oh okay, there are aliens. This is real. Like if it's just like no people just like age on this beach. I'll be like I don't. That's a meta- <laughs> metaphor for death. Thank you. That's uh, thanks for them, but yeah. I'm not on that beach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Kyle, this is a pleasure, but. You know, we're going to have a pleasurable rest of the summer. Yeah, I've been hearing like blenders in the background the whole time. So (laughs) I need to get some frozen drinks in me. Making pleasure drinks all summer. Our good friend Anthony Tellerico. I remember being a kid growing up and distinctly his dad, Tal, wonderful man, beautiful man. Yeah. Offering a pleasure drink to his wife, Fran. It's like, pleasure drink, Fran? Say pleasure drink. Yeah, he would say pleasure drink, Fran. And it always stuck with me. For, oh, you're saying Fran. Fran? It almost no. sounded like for a second you were saying friend. Oh, no. So, pleasure drink, friend? <laughs> That's cool. Ple- pleasure drink, Fran? I'm going to write down pleasure drink. I need to use that somehow. Well, that's what we do. We, we, we're on our island drinking pleasure drinks. And thank you for joining us on our island a bit. Kyle's going to go whip something up in the kitchen. Let's play a song from this movie. And I'll you know, talk to you a little bit after and tell you what your unofficial homework is. So, I still believe. Oh, that sounds like smoke. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Well, along the coast past Malibu, I make it every day after school is through. My secret service spot, where only I know the Grammys and the Hoodas never go. Never go. I said the Grammys and the Hoodas never go. As Kyle mixes me a drink in the other room, I figured I'd tell you what movie we're going to cover on Monday. We're sticking with the beach theme. It's not a beach party movie, but it's almost the movie that made the beach party movie. The film before the film, if you will. We're talking Sandra D. and Gidget. What in the world is a Gidget? It's a girl, a cuddling, befuddling teen who set out to find her a man of her own and found seven. Seven young beachcombers with a single thought to enjoy life and love without working. Meet Kahuna, their leader, and Waikiki, Stinky, Lord Byron, Hotshot, Loverboy, who tried to live up to his name, and Moondoggy, who was quite a guy. There's no such thing as the next best thing to love. You'll get to meet them all when you see Columbia Pictures' Gidget. Brought to the screen from the bestseller that proves a teenager can be delightfully juvenile without being delinquent. What's the use? Well, let's see how much progress we made. Oh, it'll take forever to add even an inch. Well, the law is only ten days away. Oh, that's only the half of it. To get this day tonight, I had to fork over cold cash. What kind of insanity has taken hold of this family? Cold cash? Flags of land? Do you think this is what the young man of today wants? You're so right. The man I'm after sure does want something else, and I'll see he gets it! Hey, you really are sweet. Soft and sweet and lovely. And 
what is it? It's time for you to go home, that's what it is. Cinderella's so fine that she's always mine for a regular weekend date. So if you want to find out why all the boys fidget over Gidget, the way slightly older men fidget over Bridget, don't miss Gidget. Filmed in CinemaScope and an eyeful of color. Gidget, the story of the beach generation. That trailer is awesome. This movie's from 1959, so bear with us. But this movie is so influential, not just in teen films, but beach movies, but also surfing culture in general. Kyle's going to be here again from our home in San Emilio Island, our summer home. I can't wait. Maybe we'll make another drink recipe, too. Stay posted for that on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And remember one more thing, guys. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you might miss it. Kyle's waving me over. I think it's a pina colada. Later, dudes.